This is a special recording for RPG A Day 2018, presented by Dave and Matthew, hosts of the Coriolis Effect podcast. Hello and welcome to Day 6 of RPG A Day. My name's Matthew and here is Dave. Hello. Uh, so, this week we're talking about hows rather than whats. So, day six question, Matthew, if you're ready, is how can players make a world seem real? Ah, now, we've, we've, we've referred to this a little bit already. By we taking have. ownership of it, by creating the campaign from the outset. So, we talked about the fake campaign we ran uh, World War One pilots versus body snatching cannibal aliens, and uh, that was one where we all sat round. So we had a shared understanding from the very outset of what the world is. Now it doesn't have to happen like that. Although another great game that I've enjoyed is uh, Unknown Armies, where you do pretty much the same sort of thing. Um, it can happen. You know, people can take ownership between sessions when they start adding to the world so if you like um uh the, the the coriolis campaign i'm running at my friendly local gaming store the players there are suggesting particular things there uh, for what the um the nazarene sacrifice might be all about and so mm. they're really buying into the game i think that ownership grows doesn't it it grows as the player learns their character a bit better and then spends a bit of time thinking about about their character but I, you're absolutely right. I think you know, as a player, you can't rely upon the GM to create everything. You, you know, you're not a passive element in this game. You are at least as equally active in terms of creating the world that you're in. Uh, and there's a responsibility on players, I think, to actually do that rather than yeah. sit back and expect the expect the GM to do it all for them, which is which is uh, you know not the right way to go about it. Um, so we've talked about at the beginning of the campaign and we talked about between sessions. Do you think that holds true for actually mid-session? Yes, I think it does. And I think some of the things that I really like about some of the rules that we've had in Coriolis, say, for example, the, uh, what's it called? Fr- a friend in every port group talent, um, which which allows the team, uh, the players, to invent a character in their current location, who is going to be helpful for them. And I love that. I I think that really works, both as a GM, because my players in my campaign have now got that that group talent, and as a player, because that's the group talent that Yafet's got with his group. And I love it. It's really good. I've played a lot more sort of collaborative narrative storytelling games over the last few years than I had done before. Things like Ten Candles, for example, and Fate, really good examples of those kind of games. And actually, it's... It's so much more fun creating the world as a player as you go along rather than just being presented with a world that you then interact with. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a particular bugbear about um, players creating stuff as we go along, and that's in the manner in which they do it. Mm. So... uh, Well, the GM's got to agree, obviously. Well, the GM's got to agree, but there's a a way in which the player... In a way, I I wish the the player didn't have to feel that. So, uh, I... It doesn't really upset me, but I kind of it kind of breaks immersion when a player goes, um, "Oh, is there a, a pile of crates in this room?" And you go, "Well, do you want there to be a pile of crates?" And they go, "Yes." And I'd much rather they just went, 
I pick up one of the hitherto unmentioned pile of crates <laughs> and crash it over the villain's head. You know, I, I, I want a bit of confidence for my players. Yeah. I don't want them to kind of then ask me a thing. And you know they want the thing to be there, so why can't they just say the thing's there? And um, I think that's fair you know, enough. It, although, although I think as a GM... And as a player, I think if you're in a situation and you're casting around your imagination for a way to to deal with the problem that's ahead of you, um, you might, you know, you won't have been given a blow by blow account of the description of the room that you might get in an old 1970s D and D module. Um, you just don't get that. So I think it's entirely appropriate for a player to say, uh, "Okay, we're in a stable. I are there some horseshoes around that I can use?" Although I, I don't, I wouldn't be upset. If they, they they said there must be some horseshoes here, I'm grabbing one, I'm hitting him with it, or whatever. Yes, the, exactly. You know. That's exactly what I want. Instead so I of that kind of, I, is there a horseshoe? I don't mind either, actually, because there will be certain situations where they say, uh, if it's not a stable, let's say it's a um, uh, a kitchen, and they say yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up a horseshoe and hit somebody with them. I mean, that's a yes. bit of an ex- it's a bit of a weird extreme example, but you might be in a situation where it's it's it's. Uh, you know, there, there's never going to be things like that. So I, I don't mind which way the, the players try it. I think the, the yeah, upshot, I mean, I think the upshot's the same, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess there is a thing about you know I don't want um, a player to say, well, actually, I've got a pet dragon in my pocket, and what Yaboo sucks, everybody's dead from a fireball. You know that that's not taking ownership of the world. That's fucking around with the GM, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's not going to work, though, is it? Because I mean, how many times will you get away with that um, before everyone tells you to stop being a dick? Yes. Um, The other thing I just wanted to briefly mention about how players can help make a place seem real is um, uh, building a relationship with a place rather than a uh, a person. So you know, in all the games that we play, we we tend, or the vast majority, we tend to have a location that is home. So we already mentioned Mm. in the Firefly game, had Tannen's Hold, which is your home. Um, In um, uh, in Simba Room, you've got the inn of the lonesome ogre in Coriolis you've got your spaceship in Traveller you've got your spaceship all the rest of it so building a building a relationship with the place that then helps you it, yeah like it, it binds you to it. It, it it makes it feel valuable to you and something yes. that as your character wants to then protect that can then be uh, you know used by the GM as a as a plot device or uh, I can feel the sirens coming <laughs> 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 and there they are yes cool so you're right um, but we'll have to carry on that discussion and I think we can in tomorrow's RPG a day see you then this podcast special was brought to you by rpggods.org and fictionsuit.org RPG A Day is an idea from David F. Chapman of Autocratic.com with the support of CastingShadowsBlog.com and Will Brooks. Music is by Stars on a Black Sea and used with permission of Free League Publishing.